ain't that crazy. And we're getting actual sound out of it. Yeah, because it's the Media Boat Podcast. That's where sound comes from. That's where, yes, we are the source of all sound. Sound is generated via podcast these yes, days. That's 2019 for you. It all comes from podcasts. Technically, it comes from Wix-sponsored podcasts. Oh, well, we're not one of those. No. Moving on. <laughs> Hello, it's the Media Boat Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 16th. We are live again for you. We solved some of our technical issues from last week. Thank you, Mac Catalina. Yes, we were able to take the boat to Catalina, figure its shit out, and then bring back the buffalo. Yeah, so... Uh, like, how has buffalo, right? Or rabbits? Buffalo? I don't know. I've never been to Catalina. Fun fact about me. Well, guess what you're doing for your birthday, then. Not going to Catalina. Hello! Hi! <laughs> yes, it's the Media Boat Podcast. If you do not know what the Media Boat Podcast is, let me educate you. We are a podcast about television, movies, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order, but some order of those subjects. Uh, yeah, this is episode 190? 90? 90? 91? Maybe 89, maybe 90. No, no, we're to be somewhere in the... Yeah, something like that. Maybe we are in 90. We've we got to be, because we're going to be like 97. Oh, Jesus. 90, 90, 95? Yeah, we should be close, because uh, we're gonna hit 200, 200 in, uh, in November. So. Yeah, we're going to hit 200, so... It well, we're up to 190 something. 95. 95, I want to say. 95, 96. One of those. See, there's five weeks in here. So, yeah, 95, I think we're at. Well, 195. Regardless, uh, we are almost to a milestone here at the Media Boat Podcast with our 200th episode. We're not sure what we're going to do special for that one, but we'll let you know when we get closer to it. For now, we'll do a regular episode of the show here for you. It's okay. You can curse. We have explicits on. Oh, no. That had nothing to do with cursing. I just processing. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll have a regular edition for the show for you here today, and as most regular episodes do, we'll begin with movies, and we always bo- begin the movie segment with the weekend box office numbers. Well, thank you, Matt, for that introduction. Yes. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, yes, I forgot to say who we were. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm thank Mike. you, thank you, Matt. But, you know, we have been doing this for 195 episodes. Hey, I've never had You, you should know. Or, not not you should know, but you should know. Should know. But, hey, like, like the rule says, every episode's potentially somebody's first. So it's always someone's first always time. Always somebody's first time. And you always remember your first time. Yes, one of the lucky 10,000. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we always start movies <laughs> with the box office numbers, and today's box office may sound familiar because it's the same number one movie. For, wow, now the third week? That would be the third week. Yeah, your number one movie is still Joker. Uh, Joker still ruling the no, box second. office. No, second. Se- oh, is this second. the second week of Joker? No, the second week. Okay, sorry. Because we talked about Joker last week. Well, Joker is still number so one, $55 million, adding to its domestic total of 93.5. The Addams Family, your animated movie, uh, comes in at $30 million debut. Not quite high enough to, uh, to to earn that top stock. No, but it does earn the top stock of the... Uh, no, family movie. Family movie, animated film, <laughs> currently out in the box office. So expect yeah. those. Yeah. But, those ads to be running. But underperforming this week, uh, I guess Will Smith just can't pull him in like he used to. 
Gemini Man with a measly twenty million dollars. That's Gemini Man for the amount of box office it had. Yeah, ha <laughs> 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 me. But yeah, compared to that budget, that did not do well. So yeah, uh, sad day to be Will so Smith. So neither Will Smith nor Will Smith could right, pull yeah. in. All both both <laughs> of your stars of that film. Yes. Uh, number four, Abominable, uh, hanging in there, $6 million, $47 million domestic total so far, and rounding out to your top five, because old people are still going to see movies, Downton Abbey, the movie, $4.8 million, adding to a pretty substantial $82 million. That is pretty good for a TV yeah. show-based film. And a PBS show, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're treating it like a normal episode... There's only one place to watch That's true. said episode. You've got to go there to see what you happens. you got to go to the movie theater. And then if you're wondering what your other uh, debut last week, Jexy. Oh, yes. Remember Jexy? Yes, the Adam Divine Help My um, Phone series is stalking me slash making my life a living hell yep. well, for some reason. Yep, well, debuted all the way down at number eight with only $3 million. Oh, so not great. Not great no. for Jexy. No. Uh, you could say it got ejected yeah. out of the box office. But maybe these two. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you, I was so dedicated to my segue that I didn't want to give you the joke. But that's yeah, that's fine. you did a good job. Wow, what was your segue? Going I was going to segue saying like, hey, what about these two? How would these two movies will do next week? Because oh. we have two new releases. Oh, two new releases. What do we have? Uh, well, what am I watching? Two very different uh, audiences here. I don't know which one you're watching, but uh, these are your new releases. There we go. First up, Maleficent colon Mistress, Mistress of Evil. I don't know who this is for, but... Sequel to Maleficent. Is sequel to Maleficent. Uh, Angelina Maleficent. Jolie returns? Yes, I think Idris Elba is also Elba in here. Idris Elba is in this. I think. But yeah, that's your Disney movie. I don't know. It seems to be... Like something for somebody. It's I a guess. Disney sequel that I think was forced to be made it's via contract. Yeah, maybe. Like we have to do the sequel, otherwise we lose Angelina Jolie. But if you don't want to see that, well, uh, and you'd rather see some uh, zombies die, well, I got good news for you: Zombieland Two: Colon Double Tap, also in theaters Bop-bop. this week. Yes, uh, this is a sequel you... to Zombieland. Uh, single will, Tap. Will you be seeing this? I well, seeing as your weekend uh, plans may prohibit you from seeing movies, uh, will you be seeing this possibly next week? Possibly seeing this uh-huh. for the sole reason that out of every zombie film out there, this is one that I actually enjoy. Or okay. like Zombieland is one that I actually I enjoy. I loved Zombieland when it came out way back in the the year of our Lord two thousand nine. Oh yes, but it's been a decade since that then. movie does not hold up. I, I hate to tell our, our viewers slash listeners this, but there's some issues with that movie. So I'm really, really curious uh, about how a sequel will uh, approach the world of those characters. Well, they've had ten years to get it right. Yeah. We'll and see. in that time, they also had some hardware added to that cast. Yeah. And some rather unfortunate sequels baits to that cast as well. Okay. Are you going to inform us about that? Which ones? All of the above. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Is what I'm saying. Emma Stone won yeah, an Oscar she did since then. Won an Oscar since then. Woody Harrelson uh, won an Oscar since then. Oh, that's true. Huh? Yes. Abigail Breslin nominated since then. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg nominated not, since yeah, then. Not winner. Yeah. Not winner yet, but nominated since <laughs> then. 
But they've also all been a part of sequels. Um, Woody Harrelson, The Hunger Games. Right. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's The Superman stuff. Yeah, uh, he was also uh, did the Now You See Me, Now You Don't sequels. Oh, right, Now, now You See Me too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Emma Stone did Aloha. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. Hey, she still did. Uh, still counts, uh, but yeah. She's also the favorite in there as well. And then Apple Breslin. Uh... Yeah, she's in stuff. She's been doing she's TV stuff. stuff and stuff. But yeah, it'll be interesting just to return to the world of that movie. Uh, and yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes over. Mm-hmm. Okay. I expect this one to be your number one film next week. I sure would hope that this dethrones Joker. Um, but who knows at this well, point. Well, yeah, right? like Joker made like $40 million this week. 55 so it'll so do, do about So anything over about 20 So as long as it does better than 25 or yeah, good. Yeah, about 25 so, Yeah, uh, I'd see you're probably right. Zombieland's probably your number one movie. It's Halloween. It's, it's zombies. Halloween. It's it has a good cast. It has some recognition. Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's move on out of the box office and into movie news. Unless you saw any movies. Ah, uh, no, 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 me neither. No, no, no new movies. No films to report. So instead, let's talk about movie news, and we start our movie news section today with a story about voting for the Academy Awards. And a bit of an ironic voting for the Academy Awards. So yeah, typically uh, how voting for the Academy worked in the past uh, has been they shipped out things called screeners, which were literal physical copies of movies, most recently on uh, DVDs, uh, to the voting populace. Basically, you get the screener in the mail, you pop it in your machine, you return it when you're done, etc., etc., uh, the Academy of Motion Arts, uh, Picture Arts and Sciences plans for Oscar voters now, though, because it's 2019, is to stream the films rather than send out physical copies. I was wondering when this would happen. I mm-hmm. mean, technology did catch up. Technology has finally caught up. Yeah. So, yeah, the president, David Rubin, of the Academy, affirmed that the Academy will make online screeners available for most eligible films in time for the 2020 award season. With DVDs provided on an as-needed basis, just in case, um, on a film-for-film uh, film basis. Uh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, this is more... This isn't so much like, hey, we're just going to put everything on to one side, but rather more of a financial decision, yeah. as most things are. Yeah. Uh, you have here down that the studios have opted into streaming their films at $12,500 a film. Sounds like a pretty penny, but really, that saves them on from screeners, because the screeners were $35 per unit. Cost over a million dollars per title to, to issue those things, so this is saving them a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, voters can already stream documentaries, uh, animated films, and short films on the Academy's viewing site. This just pretty much simplifies that by putting everything in a streaming form. Right. Before, in order to do those, you, they would usually run in cinemas in either L.A. or New York, like, two weekends in a row, mm-hmm. just those, like, shorts or documentaries so people could go and see them. Right. But, hey, you know, if you want to watch it in the comfort of your jet as you're flying over and have three hours to kill, yeah. why not pop in? Why not? Why not use that yeah. that plain Wi-Fi just to stream? Click. 
<laughs> just click on it. Yes. It'll work. The 92nd Oscars. 92nd? That's a lot of Oscars. Yes. Uh, will be live on ABC on February 9th, 2020, so get ready for award season. Yes. Now, I didn't know that this was fairly ironic, uh-huh. as they'll... As voting Academy voters will now be able to stream. That's right, stream. Yeah. These films. I see where you're going. But. But. Will they be able to stream the Netflix ones into their voting? Yeah, I. I mean. Or the uh, Amazons into their voting. Obviously, polls? their support of this streaming method means that they their their beef is not with streaming. The beef is the fact that they're aligned with traditional theater chains, mm-hmm. the Academy is, and the traditional theater chains want to make sure that the Academy is in their best interests. That's what it is. The voting populace is the old squad still, who still want to keep these relationships the same relationships they are. So it's the companies, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, that are their problem, not the actual technology of screen. That's not the issue. <laughs> it's literally a, mu- a battle of egos. Because it always is. It always is. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood was basically built on a battle of egos. Damn. That's literally what Hollywood built on. They wanted yes. to get away from the industry in New York at the time. Yeah. So they went literally to the opposite coast. <laughs> yeah, let's get away as far <laughs> as possible. And it worked. Speaking of getting away as far as, far as, far as possible... Our hero uh, from the Wonder Woman uh, uh, movies may be reprising her uh, role as Wonder Woman in the upcoming sequel to that film, but she's also doing very, very dramatic pictures, getting as far away as that Im- from that image as possible. That was a very, very dramatic yeah. uh, intro there. Segue as much as I could. So uh, Gal Gadot. 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 I think. Uh, I think it's good. I think it is Gadot. It's, it's Gadot. Well, she's. Israeli, so I think it's yes. pronounced Gadot. I think it's Gadot. Of course, yes, we are talking about Wonder Woman herself. Uh, she will be starring in Wonder Woman 1984, uh, but also she will be producing and starring in a much more serious film, Irina Sindler, based on the Polish heroine who saved thousands of Jewish children, uh, thousands of Jewish children during the Holocaust. The film has been set up with Warner Brothers through uh, Gal's own production company, Pilot Wave, with producing partner and husband Jason Varsano. Justine Jewel Gilmer, uh, who was, I guess, in a film called Harry Haft. Uh, wrote. Uh, wrote a film called Harry Haft, yes. sorry. Will be writing the screenplay based on Sendler's work in the Polish underground in the Warsaw Ghetto during World War II. Sindler worked with dozens of others to smuggle out children, provide them with false identification, and place them with families, but she was arrested by the Gestapo in 1943 and tortured, but never revealed any information about the people she helped. You smell that? That smells like Oscar? That smells like an Oscar right there. So that sounds like a really good uh, good vehicle for her. It kind mm-hmm. of puts her into, like I said, more dramatic space yep. than superhero work would really do, and may kind of pivot her career. It also pivots her, pivots her away from the comedy bits where she's yeah. had bit roles as the yeah. femme fatale. Or, or hell, action, hell, action roles, roles like in the Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Yeah, she's been all over the place. Yeah. But this this will be interesting uh, uh, to see if she can... I mean, I have no doubt that she can pull off a dramatic role. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see if she does get award season buzz for this. 
Well, you have the Holocaust in there, and you have a yeah. strong female hero yeah. as your protag. Seems interesting. That is, like, asking to be Oscar-baited. I don't, I don't like how that sentence was constructed. Okay, <laughs> I realized that after I said that. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it. It's basically written for the yeah. voting academy. Right. So we'll see. All right, that's it for movie news, which means we now get to move on to television. And we always start television with sports. All right, that's right. We go right into sports here. Sports Corner uh, begins here with... Baseball as the MLB playoffs continue. Mm-hmm. The championship series of both the Nationals versus Cardinals and the Yankees versus Astros are in progress. Um, partially in progress. Yeah, as we have a little minor delay. We, do, we have a minor delay as the Yankees and Astros are currently in a weather delay. That game was supposed to be played today. We'll Instead, we played Manana. tomorrow. So that series has not been decided. Yes. However... The other series, the Cardinals versus the Washington Nationals, has been decided <laughs> in a four-game sweep. The Washington Nationals, making their first ever playoff appearance, have made it to the World Series. Yeah. Actually, a slight correction on that. They have made it to the playoffs before, but they've never gotten out of the right. first round. Yeah. So this is the first time they've gotten past the... Wild card or the ALCS. So uh, congratulations, or DS, uh, because yeah, this will be their first World Series as the Nationals. Yes, uh, of course there was a World Series with the Expos back in the eighties, which is technically the same franchise, but not really. It's complicated. Yes, it is. Yeah, so that's <laughs> um. uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, that is quite a uh, interesting Stinker. fact there. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? it is. <laughs> It's quite an exposition. Uh, it's quite an expose. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes. Anyway, so yeah, congratulations to them. But yeah, uh, what's your, what's your, who's your money on with the Astros and Yankees? Uh, the, my, uh, whoever comes out of that is going to win the World Series. Yeah. I don't think the Nationals, Nationals are that that good of a team to win the World Series. Okay, then, but. That they do have Steven Strasburg, okay, although he cannot pitch like five games in a row. <laughs> okay, then does Houston take it? You think? I maybe I think Houston takes it. Okay, I think we're looking at another Houston Astros World Series win. That would be interesting. I, I would be interested to see it. All right. Well, let's, yes, because you're create a character from once, three years yes, ago. Once upon a time, once played for the Astros. Once played for the Astros. Anyway. Uh, let's move on, though, because there's other sports happening. Yeah, there were. But in a more broad sense, because marathons are sports, in a way. You have to be an athlete to run fast. Yes, we're talking about distance running. Yes, distance running. Long distance running. Well, the longest distance, uh, well, not the longest distance you can run, well, but a very long distance you can run, uh, had a record beaten this week as a man named Eliud... (laughs) Kipoji? <laughs> yes, I knew you were going to butcher this. Okay. It's Elliot Kipoji. Kipogi. Kipogi. Elliot. Alright, Elliot. Ran a marathon in one hour and 59 minutes. That is a sub-two hour marathon. Yes, uh, about 50, 60 some odd years ago, there was a theoretical mathematician out there who said, who, like, like, ah, 
is it possible for the human body to run sub two hours on a marathon? Like, what's the fastest anyone could ever run in a marathon, given all the proper conditions? And he theorized that it would be about 158. Yeah. An hour and 58 to run a marathon in. That's going at a, like, four and a half minute per mile pace. Roughly. Uh-huh. Well... Uh, Elliot Kipchoge. Basically almost did it. Basically did it, but there's huge asterisks on this thing, okay. as this will not stand on any type of official records. Okay. Because there's huge asterisks on this thing. Okay. First one being that this was not an official marathon. This was an event put on specifically for him to break the two-hour <laughs> barrier. Okay. Second, he used special shoes... Oh, uh, special shoes. Yes, which were 5% lighter than the standard running shoes used in the Olympics. Okay. And three, he used pacers. Not just car pacers and not just bike pacers. What about the, uh, the basketball not, team? Not the Indiana pacers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but actual, like, jogging pacers who would swap in and out in front of him to form a V, uh-huh. an inverted V, like in order geese. to... In order to break the headwind as he was running. Okay. Interesting. However. However. All that being said. All that being said. He still ran the the marathon in sub two hours. He did the thing. That is. Yes. You still have to be incredibly fit in order to do this. Oh, hell yeah. He won Olympic gold on this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like he is literally the best marathoner in our current day. And this event was specifically put on for him to specifically do, do the thing. Yeah. And he did the thing. He did the thing. He did the thing. He did the two-hour thing. <laughs> the little sub-two-hour thing. He did the thing. <laughs> he, did, he did the running. But yeah, so congratulations to Elliot. Yes. Uh, While it is yeah. an, an official, um, the whole event was put on basically to say that yeah. the human body has no limits. And yeah. clearly... He broke the limit of the human body. There you go. Humans doing crazy stuff every year. Yes. Uh, this does. Uh, however, in in official marathons, he actually has gotten close before. Uh, his current uh, best time is two hours and fifteen seconds. Okay. So he is like just running on his own within that span so, of yeah, hitting it's it. Basically, there. He just needs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, good to know. All right, cool. Good for Elliot. Moving on, any other sports you want to talk about? Hockey, full swing, uh, basketball, full swing, and b- football are all still happening. Oh, we could talk about basketball. We could talk about LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron. We're not going to. No. But no. Yeah, just know that there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing with LeBron if you want to look it up, yeah. if you're not already in the know about it. Yeah. Uh, people are burning jerseys and calling him the next Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> well, no, no, not the next Colin Kaepernick. Right, no, because it's kind of the it's opposite. It's kind of the of opposite that. of that. <laughs> <laughs> Should be clear here. Yes. Yeah, anyway. In terms of what we were saying here, but yeah, uh, that's a whole thing going on right now yeah, as the NBA. Thing. But yeah, Slowly right. leaves we don't need to talk. China to go back to the U.S. to play games. Yeah. Um, but uh, fantasy football is alive and well. Football we happens. are seven weeks. This is week seven. Uh, next week will be week eight. We'll be halfway through the season. Technically, we're halfway through the fantasy season. 
So. Yep, so. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. All right. That's it for sports. I think it's else. It's for sports. I'm calling it now. Let's move on because it's time to talk about television news. Oh, hey, we have television news. We do. Television news. First up. This is kind of television news because it involves television, uh, the television branch of Marvel. So let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about television brands of Marvel. Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feige, the Feige master himself. Yes. calls him that. I just made that up. I know you did. Uh, is shifting roles to Marvel chief creative officer. What that means to you at home. What does that mean to me at home? Is that all of the company's key creative executives across film and TV will now report directly to him. You mean they weren't before? No, they weren't. Feige's oversight and extend to the overall creative direction of Marvel's storytelling and content. Oh, wait a minute. Oversight will extend. Yeah, will extend. To the overall creative direction of Marvel storytelling and content creation platforms. As part of this, Marvel TV and Marvel Family Entertainment will move under Feige's Marvel Studios banner. They were originally separate. Mm-hmm. Dan Buckley will continue as president of Marvel Entertainment, and Ike Perlmutter will remain as its chairman. Yeah, uh, basically this is the promotion Kevin Feige always dreamed of and then didn't dream of until someone said, hey, this could be a thing. And it's like, oh, well now I have a new dream. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the guy, the guy who was running the Marvel Cinematic Universe will now be running the whole, the whole thing. The whole thing. Uh, this makes sense yeah. as Marvel's, not only did he earn it, but Marvel's MCU... Will be doing some more TV stuff with yeah. the upcoming Phase Three. Except that, yeah. Um, this also means that he'll be in charge of the, or they still get executive credit on um, the animated series as well. All those running on uh, yeah. Disney XD. But this could mean that we could have a very cohesive storytelling between television series and uh, yeah. movies. It certainly makes it easier for these things to cross over a little bit more now. Right. Sure. Uh, do note that this also means the stuff over at Freeform, Cloak and Dagger for instance. And now also being the same. Yes. Alright, cool. That's uh, good news for all you Marvel fans. I also have good news for all those animation fans out there for our second story. Well, we talked about Marvel animation. Well, no, Beyond Marvel, there's other kinds of cartoons out there, including some from your childhood that are being brought back to life. All right, tell me about Dexter's Laboratory. No, sorry, it's Animaniacs. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Animaniacs, we know already, is coming back to Hulu, uh, courtesy of the people who brought you the original. But now we have confirmation that the people who voiced the original Animaniacs cartoons will also be returning to reprise their roles. Mm-hmm. Official word has been said. Uh, Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and Jess Harnell will be teaming up again to bring life uh, to the voices of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Not in that order, but you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> Maurice LaMarche will also be returning to voice fan favorite Brain, as in Pinky and the Brain. Yes. And other uh, miscellaneous characters. Well, Rob Paulson voices Pinky, so that's yes, why. So that checks out. Yep. Not since the end of Futurama have they all been part of the same series. That's fun. Yeah, uh, they've all had bit parts on The Simpsons, <laughs> obviously. Yes. They all had yes. bit parts on Bob's Burger, obviously. But as a main cast since 
Futurama ended yeah, about three years ago now. Yeah. yeah, I think this is smart. I think that the, to do them with replacement voices, to the, do this show without the original voices just would have seemed wrong. It just wouldn't have had the same feeling. Like, I mean, they could have done something like they did with the DuckTales reboot where they got voices that were able to do a different take on the classic characters. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I think that the personalities of the Warner Brothers and his sister are so specific that you have to have the original voices. I think that, one, yes. Two, because they are still around and they're going to yeah, be they're around. Still they're, they're all still, still working. Career. Yeah, it makes okay. sense for them to come back. But right. three, this means Hulu's putting some significant money behind this. So the question remains, and this will be key, uh, is the quality of two more things. So you know the voice, the voice acting, check. Mm -hmm. But there are two other things that made Animaniacs work back in the 90s. One, it was the animation budget. Will Hulu be able to pay enough money to make this show look good? Because it's a very different style than a lot of the streaming cartoons we're used to. I mean, BoJack Horseman may look nice, but it does not move like Animaniacs. It's no. a different kind of show. Animaniacs fluid. is a fast-moving yeah. show. It needs to be fluid like Warner Brothers cartoons. And if they can't do it like a Warner Brothers cartoon, then you can't do Animaniacs. Uh, second thing is the music. This thing a lot of people forget is that it was just, not only did it look like a Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon, it was scored like one too. Constant orchestrated music throughout all the episodes of Animaniacs. Not just constant orchestra, but constant <laughs> yeah. uh, musical numbers too, yes. strewn throughout. If they can't get an orchestra to do original scores here, uh, it'll feel weird. Mm -hmm. It'll be really interesting to see what this thing is when they bring it back. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, because when it does come back, I will have Hulu Plus because of Disney Plus. Right. You'll have the whole thing. The whole package. Nice package. Speaking of big packages. Yeah? You watched a television show. Oh, yes. I did watch a television show. You have show. thoughts about a television show yes. that uh, maybe sometimes talks about packages. Yes. Packages come in both big and small packages. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> uh, tell me about the streaming, speaking also of streaming animated shows, tell me about the streaming animated show that you watched this week. Uh, yeah, so Big Mouth Season 3 uh, is out currently, and yes. I decided to, oh, hey, turn my Netflix machine and see what was on. Was like, the Netflix machine. The yes. Netflix machine said, hey, Big Mouth is on. I was like, perfect. Put it on. Put it on. Let's watch it. Make it happen. Ah. Okay. Um, I am starting to feel uncomfortable watching this thing because yeah. it's starting to verge. As we didn't note starting? at the end, <laughs> as we noted during season right. two, yes, as, that it started to verge into very uncomfortable territory of animation, seeing as they are technically yeah. underaged kids. They're they're animated depictions of ki kids in middle their schoolers, middle school. Years. Yes. yes, going through puberty. Right. Uh, so, some episodes uh, this season include kissing your cousin. Uh huh. Um, there is an incest musical number. Uh huh. There's a Florida musical number. Okay. The incest takes place in Florida. I was gonna say this is probably the same episode. It is definitely the same episode. All right. uh, there is an episode about uh, the women's clothing. 
uh-huh. about them being either too revealing and literally dressing up these teenagers, yeah, these teenagers. in various cartoon teenage girls in very skimpy outfits. Uh-huh. They go full blown into a into watching a simulation, a fantasized simulation uh-huh. of one of these teenage girls getting her first orgasm. Okay. Like, full on exploring the cave, like, <laughs> mounting and stuff. It's. Which, to be fair, they did this in season two as well. Right. But not in quite not as graphical yeah. uh, terms. It's not as much like, of a visual interpretation. Not much of a visual, yeah. Okay. Audio visual, sure. both of them. This experience. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it definitely pushed the boundaries, and I think. That's one thing I like about uh, I liked about the show is that yeah. it continues to push what cost, what they can they get away with on animation. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm starting to get that uncomfortable feeling like these are teenagers. Yeah, they, they sure are. And they're going through these things um, so much so that to one point there is a photo shoot about a dick pic. Uh huh. And then said dick pics end up on the family cloud. <laughs> And so now all uh-huh. now all the parents get in on why why do you have all this child pornography? Uh-huh. I was sending a dick pic. You don't need to send a dick pic. You're 14. But because it's the animation, they sh- literally showed yeah. kids' penises yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but anyway. And also musical <laughs> uh, numbers thrown throughout it. Of course. It's still a big mouth. It's still a big mouth. So... I guess so. Yeah, I mean, this seems like it's just the same show. They're just they're just trying to cover as many of these subjects as they can. Yeah. I just like like I get it. These are like uncomfortable topics that people should be talking about. But at the same time, do we need the animation to go with it to be so graphic with it? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that. There's a reason it's on Netflix, clearly. Because it can't go anywhere else. Because it can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, But But overall, would you say that you... Would you recommend this to people who already watched the first two seasons and enjoyed it? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I just starting to feel that uncomfortable this watching it. Yeah, so beware if you don't already know that about the show, that that's what the show is. Yes. Or, like, if your parents want to watch it with you, maybe don't watch it with them. Yeah, because yeah. it's uh, can definitely turn some heads and, and some ears, <laughs> but it's still big mouth. Yeah, it's still there. I think got another whole season it, after this, right? Uh, two, two more after this. Did he? Netflix ordered fourth? a lot. It seems. So. I know, but I don't know if they ordered two, including this one. I don't know, yeah. or if it's two additional ones. Off the top of my head, I cannot tell you, but I know there's at least one more. I, I know there's at least one more because it definitely ended on a cliffhanger. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but it's it's funny to say that because, like I said, with South Park the previous week, yeah, it's South Park. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. At this point, yeah, it's Big Mouth. You kind of know what you're getting here. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm just waiting until uh, the 25th when we get more BoJack because well, you you get half your BoJack. Yeah, I get one half BoJacks. Yes. All right, that's it. Unless you watched anything else Um, on the television, you can think of. I did not. Uh, Riverdale premiered, but I did not watch the opening episode as it was kind of like uh, it's it's a, um, a a tribute episode to uh, the late um, shoot what's his name 
Oh, the one who died? Yeah. Why can't not, I think of his yes, name? Yes. Uh, not um, Sprouse, the other one. That dude. The Jughead guy. The dad. Oh, the dad. He was, he was on... Uh, Carl Urban. No, he was no. on, like, teen shows in the 90s. Okay. Why can't I think of his name? You'll think of him. You'll yeah, think of him. Uh, yeah, it was a tribute episode kind of thing, and so I didn't. I haven't watched it because I'm waiting until this week so I can just get plot ball rolling. Okay. But yeah, so I'll uh, maybe talk about that next week. But yeah, okay. I didn't watch anything else. All right. Uh, I did watch SNL this week with David Harbour. Yeah. Um, after three weeks, this being its third week, I think, uh, like this week it finally got the ball rolling on actually good skits maybe finally. with David Harbour. Maybe finally. Um, it's weird because I wouldn't expect it with David Harbour. But here again. But hey, here it is. It's actually decent this week. Okay. Good to know for people uh, who want to get into the drive. Other than that, um. Other than that. No. Um, no. Nope. Uh, yeah. All right. Then let's move on then to cancellations and renewals. All right. What am I no longer watching? Well, actually, we just have one show this week, and it's a renewal, not a cancellation. ABC is bringing back Holy Moly, that uh, stunt... Uh, the Steph Curry golf. Golf show, golf, <laughs> mini golf show, for a second season. So get ready for more Holy Moly. That thing is cheap to make and brought in millions of viewers. Yep, so there you go. Then we have two deaths this week. Uh, Jay Frank, age 47, music producer and founder of Digsin. I'm not sure what that is. Digisin or Digsin? Digsin or Digsin. It's a music label. I don't didn't really follow up on what type of music that was, Got but it. it's a music producer and founder. Uh-huh. And then Sam Bobrick, age 87, TV writer, wrote for shows such as Saved by the Bell and Gomer Pyle USMC. So. Those are some uh, uh, good shows right there. Some classics. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's it for deaths. We now move into music, and I hand this over to you. All right, we start music My with music. the Billboard, and we start the Billboard with the Hot 100. What is hot this week? I'll tell you what's hot this week. In singles land. It is the hottest in the room. Wait, not the hottest. The hottest. The, no, we have a new number one this week. We have a new week. number one. Sorry, Lizzo. Yes. Um, as Travis, Travis, Travis Scott. Scott has the number one single this week with Highest in the Room. Highest in the Room. I believe I have to yell that. All caps. As it is all caps. <laughs> so I believe we have to yell that. Yes. Uh, number two is Lizzo with Truth Hurts. Yep. Number three, Senorita with Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. Yep. Number four, 10,000 Hours. It's a long time. Which is by Dan and Shay, but mainly because of Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, featuring, he's featuring Justin featuring Bieber. Featuring Justin Bieber, but hey. Yeah, much like it was featuring Drake for that right. those songs, it's just featuring Justin Bieber. Yes. And number five, Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. I still don't know what that is. You still don't know what that is. All right, Billboard 200, your albums chart. Your, oh, your Billboard 200 chart, your albums chart. Yep. Uh, a new number one this week. Yes. Super M, colon, the first mini-album yes. by Super M. I don't know what Super M is. I'm going to take a wild guess here and say uh, K-pop. It is K-pop indeed. Hey, got it right. Hey. hey. Uh, that makes it the second K-pop album to debut at number one this year. Yeah, uh, following uh, the, the BTS record that was number one earlier. Yep. Um, yeah, also, happy birthday, Jimin. 
Who? It was Jimin's birthday last week. Who? He's a member of BTS. How do you know this? Kind of running joke between me and a friend. <laughs> okay, well, keep <laughs> it running. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, number two was Over It by Summer Walker. Number three, I don't know what that is, Summer Walker. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. That is. Uh, number three, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Yep, still in there. Number four is Kirk by The Baby. The Baby. And hanging around at number five, Lover by Taylor Swift. Yes, she um, um, is probably still hanging in there thanks to the strength of pre-sale uh, tour tickets, which go on sale uh, t- on Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, they go on sale to the general public tomorrow. Yes. However, if you were a fan, you had the option to get them on Monday. Well, fancy, fancy fans. And I can tell you already, they were sold out by the time so, yeah, I got there. I believe that 7 a.m. is the opening time tomorrow for the ticket sales for the general public. They'll probably already be sold out, so I don't even need to tell you. Do note that uh, after I couldn't get any f- more $50 tickets, mm-hmm. I w- looked into the open prices that they had available on Ticketmaster.com. $1,000. Uh, thousand dollars for uh-huh. two hundred and low. Uh-huh. Uppers were at uh, starting at two fifty. Uh huh. Yeah. Now it's like, no, nah, happening. Nah, no. no, thank you. I was hoping to score some fifty dollar cheapos, but no, nah, uh, well, yeah, it could get Start calling the radio station, trying to win some tickets. Then that's yep. all I can tell you because you probably can't buy them. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, Loverfest West is just outside of our grasp. Uh yes, Loverfest West. And Loverfest East is just outside of our uh, area code. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be like <laughs> a bunch of money on a t- plane ticket, and then also the tickets, and no, and then also yeah. Idea. So no, but sorry, Taylor. Also, do note that this is a festival, and yes. there are no Taylor Swift and Friends current... the radio ads referencing. Right, because there are, there is no current lineup for it no other than who Taylor Swift are. is performing. Yeah, full stop. We don't know who the friends are. That's all they know. Who are Taylor Swift's friends? Who can say? Uh, well, technically she has a lot of ex-lovers. <laughs> she has a long list. L- oh, yes, a long list of those Starbucks lovers. Yes, the Starbucks lovers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, speaking of... Uh, well, before we get to... You know, along along, uh, along uh, with her donut speeches. Yes. Well, we have um, <laughs> new releases. Also trying to get that festival bump. Uh, we have new releases. For new music. Okay. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to this week. Uh-huh. But here are the new releases. All right. We have Juice B. Crips by what? Battles. <laughs> One more time. Juice B. Crypts. Juice B. Crypt. Okay. By Battles. All right. We have Pang by Caroline Polachek. Mm-hmm. We have... There existed an addiction to blood okay. by clipping. All right. I have no idea what's going on here, but uh, we also have Crush by Floating Point. Not too confused with Crush, Crush, Crush by Paramore. <laughs> Very different. We also have Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 2 uh-huh. uh, by Foles. Uh-huh. Uh, it's weird they have to do a part two because yeah. wouldn't everything be lost initially in part one? Maybe they saved. Well, this I guess they uh, may delete it again. It's the same question. Yeah. Uh, we also have 
A Whoptober 2 <laughs> by Gucci Mane. When I typed that, I was like, can we say this? I'm not sure. I can say it. Okay. It's, it's not, not I don't know blurred what that out. means. Whoptober? Yeah, I don't know what that means. It seems like a slur. No, no, no. It's October, yeah. but whopped. Yes, but what does that mean? Like Fetty Wop? That's W-A-P, isn't it? Well, yes, but because October <laughs> starts with an O, I don't it's feel comfortable Wop-tober. saying this over and over again if we don't know what it is, so let's move, move on, please. All right. Uh, we also have Surviving by Jimmy Eat World. Yes? Yeah. That Jimmy Eat World. Yes. We also have War Music by Refused. Huh. War music. Yeah, war music. What was it good for? Absolutely not. Get, uh, goddamn straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have Celestial uh-huh. by Rob Hafford. Halford. Hafford. Uh, Screamer <laughs> by Third Eye Blind. Yes, yeah. that Third Eye Blind. <laughs> and You Deserve Love. I do. You Aww. know, you're right. But it's coming from White Reaper. Uh, I don't know if I want more <laughs> from them. Okay. All right, thank you for those new releases. Yep. Uh, you checking any of these out? No. No? No. Not even Jimmy Eat World? No. Not even Gucci Mane? No. But what if Gucci Mane becomes the number one album next week? It might, but I still <laughs> want to listen to it. Oh, you're no longer on I'm not doing that. I haven't been doing that for weeks. I thought you'd stop doing that because the same album. I stopped doing that because I just gave up. Oh. I was like, I can't do this every week. All right. Well... If you don't want to continue listening to albums, what if the albums all come to you? I would love that. In one secluded place, away from everything. Yeah, that'd be nice. Kind of like a festival, but not Taylor Swift's festival. Okay, what kind? Because a, a festival in the desert. A Coachella desert festival. But, but, but what if it was country music? Oh, then it would be a country state country cella festival. I think it's probably just better to call it Stagecoach. Because there's a stage and it's Coachella? Yeah, right. Stage Coachella. Stagecoach. Stage Coachella. Just Stagecoach. Just Stagecoach? Drop the cella. Drop the cella? Yeah, drop the cella. Ella. Ella. Drop the cella. <laughs> no, okay. Tell me about Stagecoach. Stagecoach! You, you are a person who goes to Stagecoach almost I, every year. Yes, it is a almost habitual weekend I go now. So tell me uh, this will be if the... you're excited... For Stagecoach 2020. Ah, uh, well, let's get into Stagecoach 2020. Yeah. As, one, we already have tickets. Well, Two, we already have our place. Right. But three, we finally have our lineup. So, yes, we have a lineup for Stagecoach 2020. And um, I think you called one of these. I, I probably way did. Way back earlier this year when we were talking about Eric Church. Uh, I think you called this. I think we're talking about Thomas Rhett too, but but not that didn't pan out. However, no, it did. Eric Church did as yes. a headliner. I mean specifically. Yes. Yes. Look, Thomas Rhett is the headliner. Oh, that's right. Thomas and the Rhetts. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so let's get right into this. Uh, California Stagecoach Music Festival has named Carrie Underwood, Eric Church, and Thomas Rhett as the three nightly headliners. For its 2020 festival. Before we continue, do you think those are three good choices? Y- mm, yes. But uh, I do want to note that they put uh, Carrie Underwood first, even though she's not doing night one. No. That is Thomas Rhett doing night one, then Carrie Underwood night two, and followed by uh, Eric Church night 
Three. I think if you're writing an article, though, you lead with Carrie because she is easily the most famous of those three. Uh, well... She's the biggest star. In terms of name recognition outside of country, yes. she is. She is. But in terms of name recognition within country, Eric Church is the bigger name. Yeah, but... Well, technically, the other people in this list are the bigger <laughs> That's name. That's the weird part about this. I want, I, let's go into the other people who are supporting here. Well, who was supporting this festival? Yeah. Why? None other than the chart topper himself, Panini written song, <laughs> Lil Nas X. Yeah, he's there. Will be there. Well, he was there last year, technically, as well, um, when he did a impromptu setup with Diplo Yeah. the fo- uh, Sunday night but, as a post But this time he is here proper. Yes, this time he is there as as an actual yeah. um, build uh, set. Uh, we have Lil Nas X, Dan and Shay. Both of them. Yes, both of them. You know, <laughs> as they are currently in the number four slot for music with Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Morgan Whalen, John Party, because it's a party. It's John Party. Yeah, I love to have John Party. And Midland, who, as I noted yes. before, also put out an album earlier this year. In fact, John Party put out an album earlier this year. Right. Dan and Shay put out an album earlier this year. Lil Nas X technically, put out, Nas X technically year. put out an Even album earlier this year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they are among the next generation breakouts filling out the vast bill. I'd like to note that calling it a next generation breakout is kind of a eh, moniker. They just mean that the people who your average person probably hasn't heard of, besides maybe Lil Nas X. Uh, yeah. Like, if I asked somebody who maybe only has a tangential relationship to country music who John Party was, they would not know. Right. They probably think it's spelled P-A-R-T-Y. Yeah, John Party. Oh, John, John's having a party. Got it. Yep. Be there. Bring ice. Yeah. But no, uh, this is John Party the man. Right. But yeah, there's even smaller names on that list, though. Uh, yes. Uh, both Underwood and Church headlined uh, Stagecoach four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thomas Rhett was there three years ago, but as an opener instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, uh, yeah. In 2016 is the third time a headliner for both of them, uh, which I went to. In fact, that was the first time I went to a Stagecoach concert, 2016. Which, was it 2016? There was one before right. that, 2015. Maybe it was 2015, I don't know. Uh, no, it would have been 2016, because if it 14 to 15, I wouldn't have gone. So it would be, yeah, I think 2016 was the first year I went. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, um, where, I lost where I am here. Yes, yeah, Thomas Rhett last performed opening up for Kenny Chesney. Who also put on an album last year? Yeah, this not year? this year. Yeah, last year. Uh, the last time a female artist headlined was in 2016 when Shania Twain was one of the top three. Right. Technically, Trisha Yearwood was also there. And she didn't headline. Well, she was written as a headliner, mm-hmm. but it was really for her husband instead. <laughs> yeah. Because she just goes wherever he goes. Um, the bill, the 2020 bill, 
is also filled out with some stronger up-and-coming young women of country, including Ingrid Andressa, Tennille Towns, Kaylee Hammock, Whitney Rose, Jay Jackson, and Haley Witters. I do would like to note that you are missing two prominent, or three prominent names so, on this list. Well, my fault. This was copied and pasted. Oh, yes, yes, it is notable that country legend and superstar Alan Jackson is here, but is not a headliner. Technically, he is the headliner, <laughs> yeah. but they always put them on the side stage as the headliner. I just think that's funny. Like, well, that his name is there underneath Eric Church's name, which I can't imagine Yes, what some diehard, like, old country fans probably think of that. Well, to be fair, last year they had Leonard Skinner on <laughs> right. the side stage right. to close. About that. Yes. So but they who, always do this. Who else are we missing then? Uh, we are missing Alan Jackson from yeah. this list. We're also missing Brian Adams from this list. I want to emphasize the B in his name. Brian Adams. Yes, not Ryan Adams. Oh, God, no. Brian Adams. And also missing from this list, ZZ Top. Yep. (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) And their beards. And their beards. So, yeah. But, yeah. um, You excited? I am very excited for this list. Guy Fieri? I will beat Guy Fieri again. <laughs> I will dance intricately to Carrie Underwood. All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, do note, will Carrie Underwood, a, album a, last year, uh, Eric Church, album last year, uh, Thomas Rhett, album yeah. this year. Turns out. Turns out that's how that works. Uh, but yeah, um, also on this list, Brett Young, California native Brett Young. Uh, going to Stagecoach this year as well. And um, I did mention it before, but Diplo will be back uh, to do a after-concerts DJ sesh. Yeah. uh, I guess. So if last year Lil Nas X was his big surprise guest, who do you think his big surprise guest is this year? Probably Lil Nas X. Again. Well, he's he's on the same night. Yeah. Oh, that's also a name that's on the list, but Uh not on this list. What? Billy Ray Cyrus will be there as well. Okay. Well, I guess if you got Lil Nas X, he might as well. I mean, he's (laughs) got to stay with Billy Ray Cyrus, right? Yeah. That's uh, that's the hit. Uh, That's how they roll now. He's got the hit. (laughs) All right. Well, anything else about Stagecoach before we move on? Um, it, well, yes. Because we've talked a long time about Stagecoach. Yeah, Stagecoach will take place on April 24th through the 26th. Um, set your weekends accordingly. Get, get your tickets now if yep. you didn't buy them already. Yep. But, yeah, I'm Do looking it. forward to this list. I am haven't been this excited for a Stagecoach list in, like, three years. Oh, okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. I'm excited for you to see Eric Church. I have seen Eric I Church. Like, I, mean, I mean, again. Again, new material. Oh yes, that will be fun. Oh, it will be fun. As I noted uh, last year, his album was one of my top five albums last year. And I'm I'm excited for you to see Carrie Underwood's legs. (laughs) I saw. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on before I get you in trouble. Next up. Next up, um, (laughs) we have uh, more artists doing a festival, but rather... A different kind. Different kind of festival, as this is an eternal festival. And this is also a media boat podcast tradition, because we always report these when they come out. Yeah, they do. 
They being us. They being us. Uh, we always talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, because it's fascinating. It is. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced their nominees for the 2020 class. Yes. As usual, the group is a mix of various genres, which is sure to stir debate among who should be nominated. All right. Who should win? Yeah, who should get in? So who are our nominees? Nominees include Pat Benatar. Okay. Not in? What? I mean, yeah, it seems like she should already be, but sure, yes. Dave Matthews Band. Eh, well. (laughs) Depeche Mode. Okay. I think they were nominated nominated last year as their first time, I believe. So. Uh, The Doobie Brothers. Okay. That's a pretty good band. Uh, Whitney Houston. That's crazy that Whitney Houston's not there, but sure. Uh, does she define rock and roll, well, though? yeah. That is the that's question. That's a good question that doesn't mean anything, because... I know, Ice Cube is in there. Right, like, it's not a genre thing, it's literally just, like, who's born in music at this point. Right, it's kind of, like, more from just doing straight rock and roll to music. just music. Just music, yeah. just popular music. Uh, of popular music, for some... Judas Priest is also nominated. All right. Kraftwerk. Yeah, okay. MC5. Okay. That's confused with MC Hammer. Right, very different. Very different people. Uh, Motorhead. Okay. I believe they were nominated last year. I think so. Nine Inch Nails. Okay. uh, Which I think should get in, just on the basis of Trent Reznor himself. But, you know, this is a band... Uh, we also have the no- notorious, the notorious, the no 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 no, no notorious B I G. Oh, Biggie. Yeah. Biggie Smalls. Well, I think it's just Biggie. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We also have Rufus, featuring Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Okay. Uh, we also have Todd Rudger. Uh-huh. Or Rudgren. Yeah. <laughs> and Soundgarden, which I thought would be in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we also have T-Rex and right. Thin Lizzy to round out the nominations. Okay. Yeah, and those are pretty solid. Yeah, those are good those nominations. Those are all pretty solid. Normally they pick about six to win or to be entered. Yeah, just about. I think we could p- easily pick six here with... Pat Benatar, uh, Whitney Houston, Edgar Judas Priest, Nine Inch Nails, and Soundgarden. Interesting. Okay. Anyone you want to replace on that? I would probably say I would probably say Pat Benatar, Depeche Mode, uh, Kraftwerk, uh, Biggie, and Soundgarden. Okay. No, replace Soundgarden with T Rex. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the five that I think. Alright. It depends on how much, uh, yeah, it depends on how much they weigh, like, age. Because then, yeah. The newer acts on this list, like Nine Inch Nails and Dave Matthews Band, might have a harder road. Yeah, but they'll also be, like, nominated eventually, just not right now. But you're right, though. Some of this is, wait, they're not in? Well, clearly they should be in. Uh, But to be eligible uh, to be nominated, an individual artist or band. Must have released its first commercial recording 
at least 25 years prior to the year of nomination. So yeah, every year they do it. A whole slew of new bands is eligible, so it's only a matter of time. Yep, it's only a matter of time till the music we listen to. <laughs> It's when already it, happening. No, when it came out. I mean, yeah, but that's already happening. Well, yeah, I mean, five years, but do you have that album from when you were five? <laughs> or four, whatever? When I was like four, I wasn't listening to a whole lot of music, so I can't tell you. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, speaking right. of music you weren't listening to when you were young, what about the music you were listening to right now? Right now? Well... Do you have some albums to talk about? I do have an album to talk about real briefly here. Okay. Speaking of uh, people that have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, Sonic Youth is a band that has been in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, they were eligible a long time ago. <laughs> Their first record was back in 81. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, needless to say, uh, one of my favorite bands. But of course they broke up in 2011, and the people in uh, that were in Sonic Youth have all released solo albums. Except for Kim Gordon. Well, uh, why? Well, I mean, she kind of had other stuff going on. She's done uh, cameo stuff uh, in television shows. She's done uh, fashion work. Uh, she's also uh, raised a daughter. Like, she's had a lot of st- stuff to do. She's been in a couple of side projects. Not solo projects, but, like, side projects with other musicians. But never a solo record until now. So she released her first ever solo record after a 37-year career okay. uh, called No Home Record. And, uh, yeah, it's, it is a pun, in case you're uh, trying to figure that out. Get it? Home Record? Home Wrecker? Yes. Uh, but no, no no Home Record. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, this thing is uh, very much her style. It's very avant-garde. Uses uh, uses a lot of uh, sound, kind of like in an interesting ways, like kind of some kind of abrasive noise every once in a while, some repetition, some uh, kind of uh, some effects, some uh, synthy stuff every once in a while. Uh, but also, it incorporates a lot of like combinations of different genres. It kind of bounces between genres really effortlessly. There's some hip hop sounding stuff on here, some stuff that you would never imagined Sonic Youth doing. Uh, back when they were a band and so it's really interesting to basically to have her completely unleashed and able to do whatever kind of music she wants to do on her own whim Uh, but yeah it's a real strong collection of music Um, it's a little out there so I don't recommend it to like anybody if you do have a history of uh, knowing Kim's work and especially if you liked Sonic Youth or her side projects like the band Body Head like, if you're ready for kind of a more artistic kind of uh, music and uh, aren't afraid of some noise and abrasiveness, then absolutely check this out because it's uh, it's her, uh, uh, like, a really good document of what she is as a musician in 2019. Hmm. And cool. I mean, uh, this uh, following the, the Slater-Kenny release this year is just a reminder that, yeah, older women can still kick some ass when it comes to making <laughs> music. And, yeah, you you shouldn't forget that. There is no age limit on music. No, no age limit. Keep going. So yeah, I uh, I recommend it to those who are uh, fans of uh, Kim's work. Okay. Um, I too listened to an album. Okay. Um, I didn't know I was gonna listen to this album. <laughs> I probably should. upon you. I probably shouldn't have listened to this album. Oh, oh. But I listened to it. Okay. Uh, Mike Posner. 
yeah, that guy. Put it, he took a pill, a pill in Ibiza once. Yes, and he actually references that. Okay. In his, uh, not album, he calls it a mixtape. Okay, what's that going on with his mixtape? His mixtape is called Keep Going. Yeah. And the first track on this thing is not a song, but an introduction. Okay. He introduces you to this mixtape of his. I'm going to refer to it as a mixtape, because that's what he calls it. Yeah. Uh, he introduces you to this mixtape, and the first thing he says in it is that, as you're listening to this, I am not in any recording studio. I am not even at home. <laughs> I am currently on a cross-country journey, walking from right. the East Coast to the West Coast. I knew that this was something he was doing. I had seen the occasional story about this trek that he was going mm-hmm. on. Uh, he is currently in California. He started this trek in April, I believe was his first post. And he's currently made his way into California. Currently, actually, he should be making his way to Venice Beach any week now. Uh, but... Yeah, so Mike Posner is currently on this journey across America and decides, I don't know if he decided or who decided, but to release a mixtape, I guess he did because he introduced the introduction for it. <laughs> yes. To decide to release a mixtape. Not necessarily about his journey, because he's still on it, but rather about him trying to find himself. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He clearly has enough money to where he can retire. But he also, like, recently went through a breakup and felt lost in the world and decided the best thing he could do right now is to literally walk across America. Yeah. To see the USA. To experience all that this great land has to offer. And in doing so, puts out an album to tell us who may be also stuck in our hubdrum lies, who may also need that... Yeah, speak for yourself. Yes, but who... I mean, yeah, I'm not speaking for myself, because I have a lot going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that I cannot take time off to walk across America. Right. But if you need that boost in your life to, what do you know, as the album title says, keep going... Then this album is what he is tr- striving for. Right. Question is if he hits that mark or not. <laughs> so is it is it interesting at all? It definitely feels like a mixtape. Uh-huh. Uh, some of it feels completed, some of it doesn't. But overall, it's a lot of like inspirational quotes, like bit pieces, like. I'm going to take this inspirational quote here and kind of twist my way around getting it into my album, into this song. I'm going to try and like tell you to keep going, tell you how to love life, how to yeah. do what you want, how I had it all. I was a graduate of Duke, how I had a big baller, I had two hit records, and <laughs> then I lost it all. Or yeah. then like I don't know what to do now. I'm kind of feeling lost. Uh, but if you're feeling lost too, just keep going. Kind of, like, anti-suicidal. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of motivational. Okay. I, I can see it going both ways, but I, I'm 
this album's not for me. I say that a lot. Yeah. I say it a lot. That's and fair. clearly this is for an album of people going through stuff. Yeah. But who need that pick-me-up. He very clearly made this for people so that... Basically, he made the music that he would have wanted to hear when he was at his lowest. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. It is. Okay. And that's not where I'm at. That's right, not where right, I want exactly, to listen to. Yeah. I am clearly nowhere near my lowest. <laughs> kind of at all-time high. Maybe even higher. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this album is definitely for uh, certain people. I, yeah. I feel like I said this before about something. Yeah. Uh, oh, about John Party's album. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, heartbreak Medication. Right. Or Heartache Medication. And to a certain extent, it's the Lumineers record, too. Yes. We've had a string of these now. <laughs> Where it's just like, you're listening to these really depressing, depressing, depressing 2019 records, and you are not having a depressing 19, 2019. No. Yeah. Uh, also the Lana Del Rey album. Right, yeah. Also the Billie Eilish album. <laughs> well, Thank God for the Taylor you know Swift what? album. 2019, people are having it rough. Not everybody is in love like you and Taylor. I'm sorry. Anyway... Uh, not that I'm in love with Taylor. No, no. I didn't say you and Taylor were in love. I'm just saying you are both individually in love with different people. To make that clear. To make that clear. I don't want to get you in trouble again. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yeah. Uh, my poster put out an album. Yeah. Check it out if you want to check it out. Uh, he does note in that introduction that if you are going to listen to this album, you the best way to experience it is to... Sit in your room or sit in your living room with nothing on, disconnected from the world, and just listen to it straight through. I hate when people tell me how to listen to their records. I do too. It's such a stupid thing. It sounded a bit pretentious when he said that. No. Especially since he said that right after he was on a journey across America. (laughs) I was like, oh. Uh huh. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Anyway. Uh, Anyways, that's a keep going. Yeah. And we should keep going. We should keep going. We should keep going. Uh, as we make our way into video games. Video games. So what do we got in video games this week? Are there new releases? There are awesome. new releases. What is out there in the world of video games this week? We have Ring Fit Adventure yes. for the Switch. You get to wobble that weird big rubber band thingy and work out and beat a swole dragon. Beat the Swole Dragon? Beat the Swole Dragon. Beat the Swole Dragon. Yeah. It sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> it is when you, if you want it to be. Uh, we also have Return of the Obra Din. So. For the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yes, this was a PC game that was a big uh, indie hit last year. Uh, now coming to consoles. Speaking of PC games. Yes. Plants vs. Zombies, colon, Battle for Neighborville for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yes. This is a follow-up to the Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare game. So mm-hmm. it does not have that subtitle, but I want to make that clear before people think this is the mobile game. It is not. It is a shooter. Right. Uh, we also have Digimon Stories, colon, Cyber Sleuth, Complete Edition for the Switch and PC. Yep. This was originally on PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, it's a collection of those games. Yep. We also have Travis Strikes Again. Colon, No More Heroes, dash, complete edition for the PlayStation and PC. This was a Wii U game, I want to say? It was a Wii 
game. Well, the original, the original Heroes. Was a Wii. I'm saying Travis Strikes again. I think it was a Wii. I think it was a Wii U game. Maybe it was a Switch game. Maybe a Switch. But either way, this is it's coming to other consoles for the first time. Right. Uh, we also have Little Town Hero for the Switch. Don't know what that is. The Legend of Heroes: Colon Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> okay. Three. So, I have a note about this game. So we've been recording about a lot of Legend of Cold Steel 3, or Cold Steel... These games come up a lot. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a weird little mini story about something that where I saw this in a place I did not expect. Where did you see this? I was walking through the Irvine Spectrum, our local outdoor uh, shopping center. As you do. I walked by the Honey Butter, which is like a, like a, sna- like a dessert place. As you do. They had a sign out that was a promotion for this franchise and had all its characters on their window. And I think to myself, is there an audience for this? Is this actually secretly a big deal? And I just don't know what it is? I don't know, but they need (laughs) three of them. Yeah. So, yes? (laughs) I was so confused. I was like... I had never heard of these, and we talked about this of them on the show. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing a tie-in product placement thing at a local shop. And I was like, "Is it that big of a deal?" Like I had to look twice because I thought for a second, I was "Like that's the game store, right?" No, it's not the game store. It's the freaking honey bunch. <laughs> I was like, "That's so weird." So that is weird. Something needs to explain to me that what the crossover there is. <laughs> I don't uh. know. I don't know. I think it's a regional thing. <laughs> Maybe. I have no uh, idea. Who knew? And lastly, in new releases, yes. 2K decides to put a, keep its streak going of putting games oh. out each week for another one. This one is WWE 2K20 for okay. the PlayStation Xbox Have PC. you seen the pictures of the character designs? No. I recommend you do a quick Google after the show is over. WWE 2K20 faces. Okay. And report back. Okay. Oh, speaking of report back, did you do your homework? And le- do what? <laughs> you had a homework assignment. I don't remember if this was last week or two weeks ago. To listen to uh, the, the an early REM record. Oh, yeah. I listened to the uh, Spotify's <laughs> earliest REM album that was on yeah? there. Okay. What's your report? Is uh, it what you thought it was going to be? Clearly there was nothing to report since I didn't report on it. Yeah, but was it what you thought it was going to be? I mean, it sounded like R.E.M. Yeah. But, like, I didn't click with any of it. Uh, okay. All right. Well, fine. You're a lost case then. Probably. <laughs> I tried. Hey, at least I tried. You tried. At least you tried. All right, fair enough. Uh, but, speaking of trying stuff... Uh-huh. Have you tried this little indie game um, called Two Weeks? Two Weeks? Yeah, you know. A Fortnite? Uh, <laughs> okay, so Fortnite's in the, in, in the world. And if you're like Lady Gaga and don't know what Fortnite is, what, uh, it's a Battle Royale game uh, that is very popular with kids. And it had quite a week. Well, as promised... Something big went down in Fortnite, colon, Battle Royale this weekend, <laughs> ahead of Season 11, or, you know, their Season 11, because yeah. God knows whatever season they want to do. Uh, Epic 
has been ominously, ominously, ominously uh-huh. teasing that the end was near for the game, and that seemingly proved to be true, as an in-game event led to a nearly 24-hour-long blackout. Once the in-game countdown timer struck zero, the new Rocket the Visitor had built at Dusty Depot launched into the sky, setting off a chain reaction that ultimately created a vortex that sucked. Uh-huh. It only sucked. Everything. Players, the battle bus, and the entire island. Yeah. In leaving nothing. Yeah. But a black hole. Yeah. Thank you for and the no dra- one knows what dramatic, it is. Dramatic uh, reenactment. So actually, people do know now, because as of uh, Tuesday morning... Oh, yes. After uh, everyone decided to go frame by frame yeah. and dissect everything as the internet loves to do... Oh, as they do. They came across some conclusions. So yeah, as of uh, uh, Tuesday morning, the game is back, and basically this was a big fancy uh, way to say, hey, uh, we're giving you something called Fortnite Chapter 2. It's basically a complete relaunch of the game with a bunch of new features. Mm -hmm. That's literally all this was. This is news, though, and the reason why we're reporting it, because, let's put it this way, the biggest game in the world was gone for two days. Like, nobody could play it. Uh, 24 hours. Well, for a day. A day. What felt like probably a long time. For well, a lot for of some folks. people, it was two days. Yeah. But yeah, like, needless to say, this was a big deal because you have so many people that are probably like, we're expecting to just do their usual routine and play some Fortnite, and they're just staring at this black hole. Everybody was staring at their black hole. Apparently, this also <laughs> had. Yes, ha ha ha. This <laughs> apparently also had uh, unexpected uh, effects on the Epic Launcher as well. Apparently, the Epic. Game store uh, people who tried to sign in during this event were unable to sign in because of how much the server was getting hit by people thinking the game was broken and trying to sign into Fortnite over and over. Again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was purposefully uh, like secretive. Like they didn't want to tell everybody while it was happening that it was on purpose. Well, so a lot of people assumed that the game was just broken. Yeah, uh, a lot of people went to voice their complaints that they sucked all this money into this game and it was gone. They couldn't play anymore. Yeah. Considering that Riot didn't tell anyone when or if it was coming back. Epic, Epic not Riot. Yes. Though, let's say people would have rioted <laughs> if Epic did bring this back. But yeah, um, I thought this is, in the end though, I think this is a neat kind of way to introduce new content. Also, a neat kind of way of covering up server downtime. Yeah, it's Instead also of just having like a window there, basically saying Fortnite will return. It's also a fun way to get over the. Well, we're gonna do a sequel to this thing, right? This is not Fortnite Two, right? But it is a way to do some sequel-like things without having to iterate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, uh, it's neat, but overall, like super gimmicky. There'll be more Fortnite. Yeah, like that's all you need to know. The fact that Fortnite literally makes a billion dollars a month. Oh yeah. Probably more. Insane. Yeah. Insane. It's not going away. Anyway. Anyways, that brings us to our final story of the day. Something else that's not going away. Something else that's not going away. 
Analog Pocket. Well, well analog. Handheld gaming. Handheld gaming. not going away. Well, because yeah. what is this? Analog's track record of releasing high-end old-school consoles is second to none. Yeah, if you don't know who they are, they're a company that makes high-end consoles uh, that are basically designed to play old games. They have one for the Super NES, for example. They have one for the Genesis. And basically, you buy this fancy thing, can hook up to HDMI, all mm-hmm. the modern accoutrement, but it can play your old cartridges. Just place them in, boom. It plays an old game for you in, like, uh, the most modern resolutions. Yeah, well, coming in 2020, the company will expand its business into the portable space. Yeah. Uh, the Analog Pocket is a handheld system that is designed for playing original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games out of the box, as well as Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Atari Linux, and Linux. more Linux. Not Linux. Linux. Uh, and more unannounced game libraries with the use of cartridge adapters in the future. Now, it will run you about $200 yeah. Before tax and shipping and handling. <laughs> uh, but as far as analog is concerned, the Pocket packs one of the best-looking screens around. This is neat. Yes. Uh, the fact that it will literally run your old cartridges yeah, that straight just straight-up punch it in and play is fantastic. Yeah, the, the stuff that they put out in the past has been really cool, but I think this is even cooler. Because not only is $200, like, yeah, it's a little pricey for, like, a handheld system, but if you're a collector of Game Boy games and you love classic Game Boy games, $200 is not a bad price point for this thing And if you want to, like, upgrade your handheld experience. Well, plus, it's $200 for a Game Boy, a Game Boy Color and a Game Boy Advance all in one. Yeah, this would be, like, amazing on a plane. Mm-hmm. Can you just imagine? I mean, you have to bring a huge thing full of cartridges, but yeah, just imagine being able to play any of your Green Boy. Just just take them out of the grab bag and put it in your analog, mm-hmm. and you just play it on a super bright, nice high 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 resolution screen. Yeah. So yeah, this thing's cool as hell. So yeah, there's definitely a market for this, and plus, if you get get it, you can literally go on eBay and find a bunch of oh, older yeah. games on the cheap games. that people. Like, oh, I don't have a system for this anymore, so I need to sell it, or I need to sell it to make money or something. But, yeah, mm-hmm. do you get some really good games that if you're not a collector, per se, and just looking for, like, don't care if the cover or cartridge is scratched, as long as it is functional and working, yeah. you get some good games for the cheap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of good games on the cheap, yeah, I played a game. Okay, before uh, you do that, I just want to do a couple of real blip, uh, quick uh, news blips that didn't make it into the news this week. Oh, right. Uh, real quick, League of Legends, the PC game, uh, one, is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year, and two, is celebrating that by a bunch of spinoffs, including a console version of, mm-hmm. uh, of League of Legends, a fighting game, a shooting game, and a card game. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it's all coming. So if you are a that's a lot of fan, leagues of legends. So yeah, if you're a fan, get ready for that. 
And then also uh, follow up to the uh, our last week's story about Blizzard and the player who supported Hong Kong. Yes. Just real quick, Blizzard did issue a statement finally on Friday night, buried when nobody would see it. Uh, basically saying that they uh, that that basically doubling down and saying that they think that they did the right thing and that it had nothing to do with their ties to uh, China and that if they had su- uh, supported any other political movement in a statement, they would have done the same thing. However, they did return the prize money to the win- for, to the person for his win. Yes. However, this story, like you said, this story was buried <laughs> Friday night. Yeah, that's when you release news that you don't want people to see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I just wanted to tie up the loose ends to that story yes. real quick. Uh, Blizzard, speaking of real quick, Blizzard was supposed to have a Switch launch yes. event in New York. For Overwatch. This for week. Overwatch, which they canceled yes. two days before it was set to launch. Yeah, this is will be interesting going into the next, uh, in a couple weeks, because uh, BlizzCon, coming up. Yes. It's going to be a weird one. Uh, yes, expect a lot of protesters yeah. here in... Uh, Anaheim, California, oh, boy, yeah. where the convention center is. It's going to be a trip, so good luck to uh, anybody who's going to attend. I know one person personally who will be attending. I also know that same person so going. We'll see how that goes for them. <laughs> uh, All right. Anyway. Anyways. I'm done with that wrap up, so do you have thoughts about video games? Yes. Uh, real quickly, my first thought uh, is tangentially video game related. Okay. So, last week. You talked about your favorite game, Sayonara yeah, Lonely Hearts. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, well, because you got that through Apple Arcade, Correct. I decided to look up Google's. Because, as we All noted, right. yes. the Google Play Store They've was going to do its own thing. two emails about this thing. I still haven't actually signed up. One of them is from me. Oh, okay. That's like... So probably should do that. Okay. Uh, but yes, I signed up for it uh, for the $2 for the whole year... $48 for the year or whatever uh. sign up thing. Um, I'm having trouble playing the games. <laughs> okay. That doesn't bode well. No, no, no. In, in a good way. Okay. Um, so normally, like, I want to play some quick games. Sometimes they're cash, like, they're pay to win stuff. Yeah. But because it's free through the Google. I don't know what, what what do you call this thing? Google Family. What the hell was it called? It's like collection or something. Yeah, it's a stupid ass name. Uh, Google's Play Pass, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So because it's free through the Google Play Pass, I don't have. To, I do not pay for anything on it. Yeah. Including the microtransactions. Right. So when I was playing some of the games, and it got to the oh, here's some microtransactions. Literally every tier was listed as zero dollars, <laughs> and it stumped me. Like, yeah. Well, so wait, I can just win wait, this. I can just like, yeah. Literally, Pay. continuously clicking the zero dollar fee thing, and you just get more and more, and stuff? just get more and more coins to yeah. just instantly upgrade on my stuff. Yes. Well, that feels like, super wrong. Why would wrong you play the me. game at that point? And I did it. Yeah. I I like I went through three games like that, and I stopped playing them because of it. <laughs> it's almost like. The games on here should not be games that were designed for microtransactions. Yeah. And they should do it like Apple Arcade does and make those games specifically for Apple Arcade. Which, I did eventually find a game like that. Okay. Called, uh, which is why I'm bringing this up, called Lumo City. Not Lumosity. 
Okay. Which is a different app. That's a different game, yeah. That's an, that's an app. That's a learning app. No, this is <laughs> Lumo City. City. Okay. Uh, this is a puzzle-based game, uh, point-clicker, uh, that is interesting. It's got some fun puzzles to it. It has a mixture of matching puzzles and music puzzles and rhythm puzzles and... Um, noise, strumming guitar puzzles, like mm-hmm. follow the chords, memoriz- memorization puzzles. And each different stage is its own different type of puzzles. But what I really like about this game is the aesthetic. It looks like it's shot all, like, live shot uh-huh. on a, um, like, backlit, back focus type of uh, design. Yeah. It's really cool looking. Cool. And I haven't beaten it yet, but I've got I'm like three levels away. I've just gone back to it, but yeah, I like the puzzles. Okay. A lot of them are like you have to ping back and forth, but it's like you have to complete one puzzle to do the next, to do the next, to do the next. And I haven't like what I normally do is get stuck, then go and look up on the internet how to complete it. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, which I really like. So it's good puzzle working, it's good puzzle building, and I'll, it's definitely fun to check out. Something that is normally like $10 that I wouldn't pay for, but because it was free, yeah, I decided to check it out and Might as well. really enjoy it. Cool. No, it's good to hear. I will probably try that out. Um, I, always, I just keep forgetting, but mm-hmm. I will definitely get that. Right. Try. Well, because you have an Android phone, yeah, that, you yeah, can do that. that. Uh I guess that's a good segue. I want to briefly talk about it. I tried to play more stuff on Apple Arcade. Okay. Emphasis on the word tried. Right. So the new hotness this week that I've heard a lot of uh, uh, talk about on in my circles uh, was Neo Cab, which is a game that's basically kind of a visual novel-y kind of game where you're a cab driver in like a cyberpunk world. Okay. And you're having conversations with your clientele. Uh, think like Taxi Cab Confessions, but Cyberpunk World. <laughs> uh, but I tried playing this. I don't think my Mac can handle it. Because it's... when it started up, um, even navigating my cursor through the menu mm-hmm. was like in stutters. So I didn't even try. Are you sure you weren't playing Borderlands 3? Ha 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 ha. I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that uh, too. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so that... That was disappointing to me because I really wanted to try it, but I can't imagine if it was struggling on the menu, I can imagine how much it would have struggled through the actual game. Right. So I just quit. And I might try it again maybe with plug in or something. I don't know. It just sucks that uh, my MacBook, even though it is from 2015, was able to play Sayonara Wild Hearts with no issue. So I'm just, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to me that not all the games are going to be able to play, be played. And I checked the settings before you asked, and there were no resolution settings. Okay. So I couldn't crank it down. Because it's they have to make it, for all the devices, it's tuned for phones, so they wouldn't need a resolution That's option. That's my, my question. Is, yeah. is it tuned for phones? Or, because you said it's like a confessional thing, um, is it t- more tuned for like an Apple TV play, where you play on your screen? I mean... Regard, it's you're you're right. It is tuned. It, yeah, the the simple answer is it's tuned for newer devices than my Mac. Right. My Mac is from 2015, and I keep I keep hoping that that's still strong. Even if it, like even though it's a MacBook mm-hmm. Pro, like but it's still old. Like I'm still hoping that that Pro 
like makes it a little have a little bit more longevity. Right. No, it doesn't. It's yeah, the phones and the Apple TV are probably outperforming it. Okay. Which sucks, but I, yeah, I'm just gonna have to uh, look at it from a game by game uh, perspective at this point because okay. not everything will play. Mm. Well, but yeah, and I played more Borderlands. Um, I got oh my god, so I've passed level forty now. I'm level forty one. I saw that. And I thought I was done. Oh, I thought I was done. I played a boss battle that seemed to me it was going to be the last boss battle in the game. It ends, and it didn't end. The game kept going, and it wants me to do a whole other planet. And I'm just, like, staring at the screen, just bewildered, being like, No, you told me you were done! Wait, I think I am at that place. Uh, I was was about to bring up that I think I reached the end, because I'm at the mission where it says... Before, like, yes. talk to everyone yes. before you come talk to it me. It does the freaking Mass Effect thing where it makes you talk to everybody and ask, are you ready for the last thing? Yes, that's the part I'm at right it's now. It's not the last thing. God damn it. I know, I'm so <laughs> pissed because I'm getting to the point I am over it. I'm so over Borderlands 3. I have done so much in that game. Here's an example of how over it I am because this game has pushed me over a line. You know that level, that that level with the big vehicle boss that, like, goes around? Yes. Yeah, so you know how, like, we have this terrible desire in Borderlands games to want to, clear, like, make sure we get everything in the map, right? <laughs> well, I was going in order on Pandora, yes. going through all the things, and I got to that level, and I was like, well, surely I need to know that I got everything in that map, right? Right. But that map is huge. Well... I was literally going up and down, painting the map for two hours. Two hours. What vehicle were you using? I was not in a vehicle. Why? Because I wanted to make sure I was doing it on foot. Because I'm crazy. Yeah, that's clearly uh, crazy. Insane. And I was doing this. You're supposed to do it in a vehicle. And then I said on the outsides, it looks complete. It still says I'm missing a claptrap. Oh, I know where that is. Oh my god, it's so frustrating. Don't worry, I had the exact same issue, and I found where that claptrap was. Oh, and by the way, after you do the thing that you're about to do, yeah. you'll finally be able to read the, uh, the language. Oh, you'll the be radiant able to language. decode the radiant yeah. language. So I can go back to each planet and read everything? Yeah, so here's another thing that pisses me off. Those are not in your cha- in the crew challenges list. They're not tracked like that. They're not you tracked. just have to know that you did it. And the icon barely changes when you finish it. The only indication that you finished it that's really clear... The icon does change, but it's, like, super similar. Mm-hmm. The only indication is that the rewards will be gone in, like, the short description. So, you know, it says, like, oh, you'll get five iridium for this. Well, it... Won't it get, go away from the challenges? Because currently every that's challenge... What I'm saying. It's not on the challenge list. But every <laughs> challenge says it's, like... You're, you're 90%. And I thought, okay, well, it's because I haven't done the Iridium no, things yet. No, they are not included in the crew challenges. What? No, the crew challenges are separate. Oh. For some reason, they did not think to put the Iridium language in the crew challenges. It is not on there. Okay. It pisses me off because it's way less clear, and it makes me have to double-check three times to make sure I got it. To like, and there's Because no, there's no easy way to track it. Mm-hmm. I am so over it. Like, I did everything on Pandora except for that stupid claptrap. 
Let's not pay no. Oh, I know where that. I'll help you find that claptrap. And then a couple of other things. So I was just pissed off so much that I left Pandora and I was about to start. What I keep wanting to call it Eve Six, but it's not it. Eden, Eden Six. six. Yes, Eve Six. <laughs> and I started <laughs> unrelated. I started Eden Six, and then I just got like a little bit, and I was just like, "What the hell am I doing with myself?" <laughs> because I I have this need. I need to finish everything before I do the final thing. Why? Why do I feel that way? I'm wasting my time on a game that is not fun anymore. Did you do the the Flint challenges? So, oh, you mean like the the weird like. Um, or the trial uh, of the blah blah blah. Yeah, no, the no, that, not oh, that. The, no, so the, that's the, not something separate. The, sorry. the Torg Arena Challenge. No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yet. Oh, that's a thing. Also, I'm sick of things being broken. I'm sick of missions being broken. I just got one from the uh, from uh, Sanctuary that says "Kill Rockman." Oh yes, I know where that one is too. And the waypoint doesn't show up. Those don't show up. What do you mean they don't show up? Where are we supposed to go? Uh, those are hidden challenges where they will show up. Where? Like, uh, well, one, you have to a- activate the challenge, and two, they're timed exclusive. So, what? Like, there's one for like the the T Rex, uh-huh. uh, skag or something. Okay. Uh, are you telling me I might log in and that might be gone? No, no. Okay. I'm saying that you might log in, go to that area. And he might not show up. Good lord. So basically, to wrap up, I will finish this game if it kills me. But I don't think this is going to be on my top five. <laughs> I am so frustrated with it. There are so many things that are just straight up broken in this game. It is making it very hard for me to love it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I love Borderlands 1, but man, Borderlands 3 is trying my patience. We'll see. We'll see. Come into your list. We'll I'm see. really happy you told me that wasn't the last mission. Because you would have been I would, the same I, reaction. I would have gone home. Yeah. I, would, I was going to be like, okay, right, uh, I have this it. last mission. I'm just going to do it and be done with it. Give me the next three hours to watch all the yeah, cutscenes. Surely this says, and like, do it. oh, I'm going to get to the vault. This is all over. It's, it's, like, it's literally telling me, hey, make sure you everyone's ready for this assault. Nope. No? Nope. No? Nope. Ugh. Wow. Uh, it's giving me a lot of reasons to hate it. Ugh. That's all I can say. All right. Did you... Do you want to talk about anything else you played? Yes. Then. Okay. Yes. So... We were uh, talking about uh, some tips earlier before we started the podcast. And it reminded me that I did play a game. Okay. Uh, not dealing with tips, but rather tip-offs. Okay. I have started uh, a new career mode in NBA 2K20. Yes, basketball. You have a basketball career. I have a basketball career mode now. Are you a basketball Jones? Uh, I'm trying to be a basketball Jones, but... Okay. Because you have a basketball, Jones. Uh, yes, but only at night. Okay. Because I know <laughs> that I suck at this game. <laughs> Fair. Like I know going into this, like I cannot handle moving around, setting picks for anyone, and like shooting jump shots and getting uh, that time done. Whatever. Basketball. I know that is not my forte in this game. Okay. What I do know is that I can stand in the middle, do a creative player. That seven foot, hundred inch wingspan, uh-huh. just block everything, and literally be a freakishly huge <laughs> center, and just like 
be a freak of a beast. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Okay. I have named my character Tig Biddies. <laughs> okay. He is he is number sixty nine up and down the court. Nice. It shows how little I actually care about this game. <laughs> also, what shows how little I care about this game? The fact that I didn't watch any of the cutscenes going into it. I just wanted to play the game. Yep. And holy hell, even though I know I suck, even though clearly I am doing like the minimal effort in this game, somehow I will still be drafted by the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I am a freakishly huge seven-foot man that yeah. someone will draft. <laughs> now, I haven't gotten to the draft yet. I am just at the combine, but I've seen uh, my roommate go through it and be drafted, and he got his first choice. I was like, okay, so clearly you're going to get drafted because, hey, yeah. unless you literally score zero points. Hell, even in the show, if you basically tell the game, I want to go to this team, you're likely to go to that team unless right. you suck. Right. So yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And I just see it super hilarious because I, like, my highest grade has been a C+. Plus. Uh. Like, it grades you, like, as you, your passing ability, finding the open man, taking the shot, blocking the shot, getting rebounds, whatever, doing your job, sticking with your man. If you don't do your job, it will take points away from you. If you do your job, it will give you points. So, but I've been averaging about a C plus because, hey, I kind of suck at the game. <laughs> but somehow, because you know the game forces you, yeah, via the um, motives and the storytelling, it basically forces you to be to move on. I got selected to not only go to the NBA Combine, but also to the draft. Nice. Uh, but the acting in this thing is pretty terrible, <laughs> even if you do have Idris Elba and I've Thomas Middleditch. I've seen some clips of the story, and it looks hilarious. I watched the story on YouTube because I couldn't take it, <laughs> and oh my god, it was like two hours of complete nonsense. My character is an absolute trash idiot <laughs> without me having any input on it. Okay. It's just himself. Like, doing the default stuff. Like, what's being scripted is super terrible. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. just... Uh, so I have a question for you. Answer. Will you be streaming any of um, uh, Tig Biddy's <laughs> career for us? I'll probably be streaming the combine that I'm going to do. But yes, you will see some Tig Biddy's on the screen. I want to see Tig Biddy's. I want to see Tig Biddy's. You'll definitely see Tig Biddy's. Also... <laughs> Because this character, because it is a creative character, <laughs> I had lots of fun with the I face features. So, my guy has a huge orange afro, uh-huh. a, a pink, no not pink, a blonde beard, okay. but it's not like a beard, like yeah. going out like James Harden style. It is a beard that is that looks like smeared ice cream <laughs> all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> with freckles and everything like eyes, lips, nose maxed out. Uh-huh. So he uh-huh. looks like a Mr. Potato Head character. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. Some Tig Biddies is coming to a screen near, near you. Number 69. <laughs> Number 69. 
If you want to see some tig bitties yes. play some basketball, yes. getting those tips, offs, and shoots, and ladders, and um, <laughs> blocked shots, uh-huh. and possible dunks. Do I? Where can I watch all that? Well, you can watch all that on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Alright. And, with that, you can go to our other plugs, because the show is over. Thank yes. You. That's Plug it for video games. That's it for the Media Boat Podcast. Thanks for watching this week. If you want to watch us next week live on YouTube, go to youtube.com, search Media Boat Podcast. Like, subscribe to our channel. Click the bell. You get notifications when we go live. If you do that, you can also see us on social media. At at Twitter, on Twitter, we're at MediaBoatCast. On Facebook, search MediaBoatPodcast, and you'll find us there. Oh, I forgot to mention, you can also listen to us on the audio farm. We are uh, on most audio uh, podcast sources. Just search MediaBoatPodcast, and you'll find us. Subscribe, and you'll get a new episode every week. You can also... Oh, yeah, I should mention the YouTube... Well, I'm all sorts of lost here. The YouTube show goes live on Wednesday nights around 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, so tune in there. You can also find us on Patreon, where you can help us out with money. Patreon.com slash MediaVote. Donate to us there. You can help us host this podcast, as it does cost money. As little as a dollar a month can help us out. That small amount. It's like one-fifth of a coffee, so consider it. Uh, And lastly... um, Facebook. If you want to email us, ask email us questions. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Ask us questions. Give us feedback. Anything at all. We appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Yep. Uh, real briefly, I forgot about this, but the Angels did hire a new manager, oh. Joe Madden, uh, coming back to manage the Angels. Oh. I wish they wouldn't have gotten him, but hey, hey that hey, happened. And that will do it for the Moobo Podcast. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We'll oh, be yeah, back the Fat next Pikachu week. is back. What? Just Google Fat Pikachu. Oh, Fat yes. Pikachu's back. Giant Pikachu's back. Fat Pikachu. Fat Pikachu's back. Fat Pikachu. All right, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Bye. Okay, Fat bye. Pikachu.